Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. But the moment defines you. Hello and welcome back to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me is Godfather of Golf, Peter Donahue. Pete, we've been talking about true gravity lately. Um, you just sat down and asked me if I've ever had an experience of it. I yeah. just thought we'd better turn on the microphone. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I, uh, I, so maybe to recap last, last episode, I asked you about... Um, what you thought true gravity was from the book, The Golf in the Kingdom. Uh, it's the coach in the book, Shivas Irons, talks about it. And you, you talked about how it was has to do with quantum mechanics and noticing and being fascinated by things the ball is doing. Uh, times when a guy, he, he saw a blue streak in the air and then his ball did the exact same thing. Things So like connecting with the, connecting with the world in a you know the deeper level and you know through golf would you would you agree with that yes and i think so i think you know shivas talks about the the fields of energy yeah. you know and uh, aligning your your fields of energy with the with nature yeah. and uh and you know van gogh over there in starry night you know does a, a nice visual job of portraying fields of energy sure yeah so um I feel like I had an experience like somewhat recently. The first round of golf I played this year, um, we were in Tennessee, and I like went to. It's called the course at. Can never say the name. Sewanee, Sewanee, S E W A N E E. Yeah, how you yeah. I, yeah. So I have no idea what it's, what it is. I went. Uh, this it's like at a school, but it's like a nine hole like Gil Hans like redid it recently. So it was an interesting course that I wanted to see. I went there in the afternoon. And no one was there because, like, the school was on spring break. So I just, like, went out and played. I was, like, the only one there, literally the only one on the property. And every – I think I made – I literally made every putt, I think, trying to think about it. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I was chipping, so I'd hit it somewhat close. But I'm actually trying to think, did I actually have nine putts? I'm not – might have had nine putts. I'm not, not – Whatever, nine, ten, eleven. You know, we're in that range mm-hmm. of like a, amazing. A lot of a very few putts, and I just like saw. I saw the line that the ball was going in, and I don't know how to. It wasn't like a, you know, a, uh, it wasn't like a shot tracer type of a line. I I just had a sense of that this is where the ball was going to go in, and mm-hmm. it like did. It like kept going in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my answer of that experience. I, th- I think it had to do somewhat with a little bit of like, it's my like first time playing outside. So it was more, you know, it was like what you're talking about, like being like more interested or like captivated in what the ball is doing or could be doing. Yeah. Um, but I don't want that to be an excuse. You know, it's so wh- whenever something like that happens or whenever I play well, I'm like, oh, well, I was just at, I was just at an awesome course that, you know, captured my attention. And so that's why I played well. And 
that I think that has to do. That's like the easy way maybe to experience true gravity. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we went up and uh, played the old course tomorrow, we might, or you know, your Bally Bunyan or something, we might have an experience of it. But then, how would we? How could we bring some of that to like Sunset Valley for the fiftieth time? You know, yes, exactly. What you experienced was something fresh, yeah. new way of being. Mm-hmm. Uh, hadn't been here for a long time, so you know, is there something that can carry over to my next round? And and I think I, I you know, it's the difference between doing something for its own sake and doing something in order to get something else. Mm. You know, sure. and that's that's the that's the quickest way to lose true gravity is that oh i'm going to do this in order to be successful oh well i didn't hold the putt so true gravity must not work Uh, sure you know oh i thought i'd found the secret that would you know turn on wonderful golf forever and and uh it ends up not to be the case well you know your experience of of uh, getting to that point, getting to a point of mind uh, that opens up the window to true gravity yeah. means that you'd be just as interested seeing the ball lip out or run past the hole sure. than watching it dive into the hole. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how I would describe that, like my mindset going into the round. And it was definitely one of... Like no expectations. It was like it's just windy. It was first time. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a scorecard. The course has because it's nine holes, but like a college plays, there's like multiple sets of tees that. So I, you know, I didn't really know exactly. You know, was I was I playing the right markers or whatever? Yeah. Um, and then was just happy to be playing golf outside. So I think. That, but then now, when I think about like when I go play Sunset Valley last week my mindset was like, well, I, I want to go shoot under par, right? That's a different, you know, that's a different type of mindset going into it. And so it seems like that's the way to go of like the way to experience true gravity would be to address your mindset going into it. Yeah. Going into the day. Yeah. Yeah. You'd always be shooting, you know, uh, the way Larry Bird, you know, shot, the three-point shots, you know, through a window in the sky or, you yeah. know, some, some you know, highly imaginative, you know, uh, mm. nonverbal yeah. state of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- but I, I think the, the probably the, uh, the key to it is not in, in any of those mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's for its own sake. You know, it's the intrinsic value of the experience not the consequences the extrinsic rewards yeah. of oh, great shot mm-hmm. you know oh you made a birdie you yeah. know the that that's a hard place to stand though i mean it's it's yeah. it's a tightrope walking li- really it's like the the guy at pine valley you know that started out on these incredibly difficult holes birdie eagle hole in one Birdie, mm. six under after four holes. He went into the bar and never came out. <laughs> because I think oh. he realized, you know, on this golf course that he, he couldn't sustain the mindset of just 
doing it for its own sake. He was oh, he was trapped in a well, what happens if you blow up at the, you know, can you keep it going? And, you know, I think he knew that he would, his mind would go into a prevent defense and, uh, and he, you know, he would, he would lose what he had. So, I mean, he, he wisely retired. Wait, did you know this person or is this just a story? I mean, it could be, I mean, a real story. It is a real story. No, I don't know the person. He lived before I lived. Got it. Was that the story around it though? Like if he, because I, played so you know i did play sunset valley the other week and tried to shoot under par and it was cold and windy and i was like couple over par and then i chipped in for eagle on 17 but there's a new routing on sunset because they're redoing some of the bridges Mm -hmm. where you go you you don't go to holes three and four until after hole 12 between holes 12 and 13 so there was someone ahead of us at that point so we skipped those two holes my brother and i so it was when I eagled the 17th hole, it was really my 15th hole of the day. Okay, and then I parred, lipped out for birdie on 18 to par, finished even par for like the 16 holes. And I was just like, okay, like I, we could have walked out and played the last two to like complete my round and, you know, upload yes. it to the, the yeah. official. Score. But I was just like, oh, that that was a fun, like, that was a good experience. You know, that was a good experience. It can be done. It doesn't have to, you know, do more just for like a story that I would potentially tell. So, uh, I mean, I'm interested if that guy had a little bit of that of like, uh, like, wow, you were just like anyone would know you're not going to probably be able to sustain that. What he did, you know, eagle birdie, bird, what three birdies and an eagle, two no. eagles. Two eagles, two, two birdies. Four of the hardest holes. That was just like an incredible experience. Like yeah. I'm good. I'm like, complete. Like I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. need. Like I got to experience something like incredible that m- maybe no one else has ever experienced, and like that's enough. Like that's enough that's for it. me. You know? Well, I, I like that's that. Different. I like that better. Yeah. yeah, that's better than being like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, yeah. Because yeah, I don't that think was, he'd be afraid. You know? No, that was totally my editorial, uh, yeah, my outside Yeah, so I wonder if you view. knew him, because, yeah, yeah, that's well, how I heard it, of like, oh, it's not that he was afraid, it's that... Yeah, he'd had a, he'd, he'd he'd had had a great experience. experience. That was it. Yeah. It's all he needed. No, and it was I, for I, him. It was a personal experience. You know, it's... Yeah. He didn't need to go try to shoot the course record. That's almost, in a way... Uh, Makes the experience less val, you know, le- what he experienced less valuable. If if he had to go on and be like, I need to post need to my prove. score. Yeah, yeah. I need to put. Po- yeah, exactly. Well, then this is what uh, this is what the early uh, lovers of the game, you know, who who were basically importing the game and the mindset from Scotland, mm-hmm. um, where the game wasn't played. With the, with this uh, stroke play or eighteen hole mindset, it was a match play game, so mm-hmm. no, nobody cared about what you shot. It was just it was the heroics of of the day. Those were yeah. the highlights, and so um, and and they in fact they they all referred to it. They all referred to this mindset of eighteen hole scores being uh, scornfully mm. the Americanization of the game. Huh. It was peculiarly American. Mm. 
that we needed yeah, to to, sure. to write a score down, and we needed to, oh well, that wasn't oh well, you didn't play the holes in the right order, or well, you didn't play from the blah blah right. tees, or yeah. the blah 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 blah. Sure. You know, it's just a, it's just a, uh, it's it's a certain craziness that uh, we have, and and that you you yeah. can see that you and I are both indoctrinated. I mean, we. You know, we're 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 part of our journey is to try to free ourselves I know. Of, yeah. of this of this part of us yeah. that that insists on living on. Yeah. You know, always. Uh, so, in any case, we'll we'll I know we'll get there because we're seeking it and we're steadfast. It do- I I don't know why this just came to my mind. It does have a. When people, uh, I can try to remember who. When someone heard like you and I played golf together, they uh, they asked like, "How's you know, how's Peter as a player?" You know, because they've only heard you from podcasts or different things. And I said that once, the story I the way I answered it was, it was either last year or two years ago. He broke eighty on back to back days, once right handed and once left handed, which is a true story, right? Yeah, yeah. But something about that, like. Saying that almost like valid, you know, same goes thing. against what we're saying. You know, yeah. it validates, you know, in in my mind and the person I'm talking to's mind, and in maybe your mind, like valid, like oh, he's still a legitimate player. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but yeah. it's strange. It's like as you're saying, we're so indoctrinated with it that that seems like the only feasible answer to to these questions well yes it, it's yes well i mean we're talking to the culture yeah. we're talking to the 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 culture at large mm-hmm. and uh you know if um and it's a it's a very narrow view of it i mean really I mean, we talked a few weeks ago i was mentioned uh, you know the fact that chichi rodriguez uh would uh you know be a, it would take two balls lying you know lying let's say Three feet apart in the driving range, and he'd hit a high fade with one, with the first ball, and then he'd step over, and he'd hit a, a hook with the other ball with the object to make them collide. Now, would you say that a near miss would qualify him as being a good <laughs> shot maker? Yeah, I would yeah, say so. He wouldn't have to play eighteen holes of golf, yeah. would he? Right. Oh, and I've you know you you and I have both had experiences of of true gravity in golf, where you you just have this deja vu moment almost, where you just know the ball, you you it, you know it's going in. I mean, you have such a uh, it's a hunch. It's mm-hmm. a it's a. It, uh, and it goes in. And how the world did you make that happen? Or, uh, you know, of hitting some knot hole from, <laughs> sure. you know, from a, a, a distance. It's like, you know, you can do it every day in here. You know, aim at a rope that's hanging from the... And yeah. if you can hit that rope, I don't care if it's 40 yards. I mean, that's... Or, you know, yeah. 40 feet. Sure. That's that's yeah. threading a needle mm-hmm. and um and all it was was your intention and, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. to do it and uh Galway noted that you know uh that sometimes people Americans uh would be dissatisfied with those kinds of experiences because 
there would be, there would be a letting go of the ego, mm-hmm. which for a lot of people is very unsatisfying because they can't take credit for it. They feel, yeah. Yeah, and so, sure. so it's our own predispositions yeah. like that that keep us from from finding true gravity. Yeah. Do you do you have an answer as to how you would maybe describe yourself or like like to or a possibility of like how you could be described other than by like the scores you shoot? He you was game. Know. He was up for he was game. Mm. He was up for the game. He was mm. up for any game. Mm. You know, yeah. it's like uh hey, watch me do this. Hey, I wonder if I can do that. You think I could fade this thing around this tree and put it next yeah. to the hole? I wonder if I could hit this thing in from here. One bounce in the cup. I mean, uh, he was game to play with one hand. He was game <laughs> to play with one club. He was game to play from either side. Yeah. Um, you know, he just uh, wanted a chance to give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. It's, it sounds like, yeah, being very... I don't know. We talk fascinated, present. All those words kind of come to mind. Yeah, but it is the experience of it, isn't yeah, it, Andy? I mean, it's yeah. it's like you know. I've been thinking a lot about that because I rem about words and about how we would describe things. And uh, I remember a number of years ago, we had a guy working for us. He came on. He was new, and he uh, he he. Uh, he was a guy who had all the answers, and uh, he and he was publishing something for us, and uh, I didn't. Uh, I was down in Florida, so I was in my car driving around, and I was talk talk. We were talking about this, and I told him what I wanted him to wanted him to write, and uh, he said back to me that he thought the phrases and the words were empty. And his words were vacuous, vacuous. <laughs> just nothing. Uh. And I said, yeah, they don't, the words themselves don't have any meaning unless you give them meaning. I said, those words mean something to me. Hmm. And, um, and that, what that means is they conjure up experiences for me that, that, hmm give that meaning. And so again, you know, if if we're looking for accuracy of words, uh we uh, we can't get close. We yeah. really as close as we we need to. It's it's really a personal experience and I've had a number of them in my life, you know, where you know, I've just done things that I I I honestly couldn't explain uh uh except True gravity. That was the power of my intention. Mm, you know, yeah. uh, to to do something that was so improbable with this golf ball, um, yeah. and yet. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is is a, a the a, the opening of the Highland Park Dome, and there was a sign uh, eighty yards away, and uh, the sign had a golf ball on it that had uh, dimples uh, on it. And uh, I was and I was familiar with the sign because it was our, our company logo. Huh. We were the major sponsors in this place. And so 
the place was full, and, and it was, uh, you know, there was somebody on a microphone announcing the mayor and announcing everybody that got up. And I was one of the last people because the organizers didn't want the pros to hit the sign. Uh, they wanted to build up the drama uh, and and hopefully have one of the you know the other people the mayor or somebody hit mm-hmm. the sign so so I got up at the end and I had a borrowed driver in my hand I borrowed it from one of our students and um, and uh, we had been uh, working on uh, targeting and using your imagination with the children you know that were coming out uh, and and so I. So at any rate, I had this um, this sense of this beam mm-hmm. uh, heading from the ball uh, to the the middle dimple on yeah. the sign, and uh, and I hit this laser that hit that dimple, <laughs> flew eighty yards and hit that dimple oh. dead center, Jeez. and. I mean, it was so startling to me the, that, uh, I mean, I could have been alone and been just as amazed, but the fact that the whole place erupted uh, in this, uh, in <laughs> yeah. this uh, you know, amazement and, and mm-hmm. applause was uh, just punctuated it. Uh, yeah. My first experience of it was uh, being in Mellis Park and being, uh, uh, you know, digging it out of the dirt. I had three golf balls and a wedge, and I was walking around brooding about why I couldn't figure this game out. And I, uh, I, I took an aim at the corner of the soccer goal and uh, hit it out of this buried lie. It was sitting down about f- four inches in this bluegrass <laughs> on the field. And the next thing I knew, <laughs> this thing ended right towards the corner of the post that I've been looking at and and with a sharp wood crack bounced off the wow. corner and I thought and that's I've told you the story before I sat down on the ground immediately and and because I the first thing I heard in my head after I hit this shot was the the voice saying yeah but did you swing right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so that's when I, I realized that uh, there was a certain division of mindset that was necessary to to play golf. There was a, mm-hmm. and you needed to shift between them. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so that was my uh, that was the first time I ever really uh, was aware of. Wow. That yeah. experience. Wow, it's incredible. Um, I heard recently on a podcast, my favorite podcast, the Pete Holmes podcast, called "You Made It Weird." Um, it's a fantastic name for a podcast. It really, you know, ours is a little behind, but it's too late. It's too late for that <laughs> now. And he had he had a guest, and they were talking about um, I don't know, just different different things. And the, the guest said that he said in every he talked about the difference between a subject and an environment. He said in every situation, there's a subject, which is, which is like you or me, and then there's an environment. And he said whenever, whenever we want to improve experience, our default setting has us always try to change the environment or the external. And he was trying to lead, he's saying like a more enlightened path would be 
to try to change, you know, change yourself or yeah. change the subject. Um, I thought that was it. I mean, I think it kind of somehow strangely relates to our discussion of true gravity or kind of what, how you would experience true gravity more. Yes. In golf. Yeah. Um, that if you want your experience to be better, the way the place we go to is like, well, if I actually have a better swing or get a better equipment, then I'll shoot better scores and then I'll have a better experience. But that's, I don't know, not, not the case. I don't think. No, it's not the case, but, um, it's not the case. And so, you know, we hold out hope you and I, that, uh, that golf will, uh, encourage people to do that to uh change the the subject uh and uh and so um we'll keep working at it i think you know i i mean it's it sometimes uh i don't teach much anymore because i run into too many people who don't want to change the subject mm. and i don't yeah. care uh that much about the experience of trying to help the change the externals that I want to be around them. Mm. Uh, it's um, uh, now, and partly that reason is because I don't, uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm still learning how to be powerful in the face of that. I don't know how to be powerful in the face of that. I get frustrated. And so uh, I, I tend to get angry with them (laughs) (laughs) really angry at myself because i'm not skillful enough Uh, but uh it it ends up to be uh so i'm still learning and i'll come back to teaching once i once i learn a few more things about (laughs) myself well yeah it's unless you need i mean you need to be prepared and you need a a way to tell the story or you know, in a in a captivating way. Yes. You know, be able to articulate it in a captivating way. It's hard, uh, you know, hard thing to do. But it's why I don't know. It's why books like Golf in the Kingdom, like people, are so captivated by it. Yeah. Because it's like here's a fairy tale, and that somehow speaks truth better than, you know, anything else. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, those of us that um, that enjoy that that book uh and uh books like it or stories like it uh you know are guided by them i mean we're we're striving to uh to bring about in the world you know what we see in that story and uh uh and that's good i mean that's good it's good as far as i'm concerned because uh because i enjoy you know, I enjoy all of this. I mean, I just said a moment ago, I don't enjoy. No, but now I, I don't enjoy teaching everybody. No, I, I don't. I, uh, but I enjoy the people that I do teach. I enjoy teaching them. Yeah. Do you ever think, now maybe I'm just projecting things maybe I think um, <laughs> to a question for you, but do you ever think that we're putting, or like conversations like this are Putting more into golf than like is actually there. No. You no. never even like question that. Oh no, I questioned. Yeah. I've questioned it for years. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, yeah, really. Can you talk about that story. Like, why? Well, What's that journey it, been like. 
Well, uh, you know, um, uh, the banner that I fly under is uh, summed up in in the way the uh, you know the the St. Andrews golfer said, "Being admired of the ancient and healthful exercise of the golf." Hmm. Well, for many years, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know if I believed that that it was valuable experience. I, I wasn't sure that it wasn't just a diversion and an escape. Yeah. Um, and uh, and um, and now, you know, I feel that uh, from my, you know, the experiences that I've had is that yes, it certainly can be a diversion and just an escape. But if you're out there uh, and you're interested and you, and you realize that there are certain ways that you're operating that aren't working for you, it gives you a place to practice, becoming different, mm. making yourself, retraining your nervous system, re, re, refining your processes and uh and using and t- leaving the golf course and and applying what you've learned and what you've practiced to other situations and uh as we've said before golf isn't the only place to practice these things but it's a good place to practice uh and and uh you know starting with the fact that it's been commented uh countless times that uh, you can tell a lot about somebody after you've played a round of golf with them sure and that's not i mean that's not a lie all right yeah you know uh, and and uh maybe there's not that many things there's not that many other things that you know could do that like no there you mean, go the, to, it's a unique pacing yeah uh, i mean even if you just like go to dinner with a person you might not even you know, you could leave without knowing no. much about them. No, because you know you're you're laying yourself on the line. Yeah. Right. You know how do you uh, how do you handle you know the fact that you you make mistakes or that you may not be good? Uh, you know, do you do it with grace or do you you know fall all over yourself trying sure. to? prop yourself up in everybody else's eyes, you know, uh, oh, I don't usually play like this, oh, I don't have my own clubs, oh, I don't play well when I don't have my shoes or my golf glove or, you know, all of that, all, the, <laughs> yeah. all those external sure. things. Uh, and um, But when somebody is able to fall down and be a look a fool yeah. with grace, uh they have grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, it's helpful to keep reminding yourself these things. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's somewhere Shiva says like every day you have to, there's certain things you have to forget and there's certain things you have to like learn, you know, every single, every, every single day. day. Yeah. 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 And they're not the same things. No. You know, they're, they're things you, you may have, and that's what's funny about lessons. Not funny, but it's 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 like, oh, gee, I I, I thought the things I I I remembered my last mm-hmm. round that if I 
if I thought of this at the top of my backswing, that it would really help, and then you go to the course and you you try to apply that, you find, gee, that's not working like I th- like it did the yeah. last time. What what's missing? What do I have to do? And so, uh, you you honestly usually don't know what you need to learn <laughs> until you're out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, uh, but once you start to dance with yourself, you know that way and with the game. Um, you know, you 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 never leave the course with a bad experience. You just don't, right. you know, because it's there's always a value in it. You know, I uh, it may not always be. They may not say, "Oh, he was he he won the trophy," but there was a trophy that he won. It just mm-hmm. wasn't the one they handed out at the winners' table. Sure. Yeah. All right, Pete. Well, maybe that's I think that's a good good place to stop. I think this was, so. This was enlightening, as always. Always great, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. Clean contact. I'd hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Back. Well, back. Here it comes. Back.